Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England every Tuesday, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John, and if you're a local musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, get in contact with me. All the information can be found on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. While you're there, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio, and you can subscribe to our podcast at AlmostFamousRadio.com or by searching Almost Famous WATD wherever podcasts are available. So this is cool. It was actually exactly 10 years ago tonight, May 25th, 2011, that Almost Famous signed on for the very first time here on WATD. At the time, I was joined by Lisa Azizian, who is now the co-host of the South Shore's Morning News here on WATD. So it's appropriate that tonight we're joined on the tiny stage by an artist who, over the last 10 years, really grew musically on the show. She's been here several times in the past, and her name is Abigail Vale. Good evening. How are you? Hi, John. I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me be a part of this night, and congratulations for 10 years. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. It would be a little bit different, I think, if it wasn't COVID season, but it is what it is. (laughs) That's that's a song and the dance lately, right? Absolutely. So for those who missed your other appearances here on the show, give an introduction. Uh, So my name is Abigail Vale, and I am a local musician. I play all over the state and have for years um, since I was 14 years old. I'm now 26. And mostly what I really think my wheelhouse is is probably my original writing. Um, I do love doing covers and playing cover shows, but my heart really belongs to the writing more so than anything else. Something that's different than the previous times that you've been here is the name change. You've gone from Abbey Vale to Abigail Vale. Talk about that. Um, mostly it's to facilitate uh, my this, the correct spelling of my last name, which is V-A-I-L. Um, a lot of people spell it V-A-L-E. So I feel like pairing it with Abigail, it's kind of, it helps people want to spell it correctly, hopefully. So COVID put the brakes on so many aspects of life, and many people chose to use that sudden free time to work on projects that they wouldn't necessarily have time for otherwise. You chose to take a lot of that time and work on your debut album. Talk about what's up with that, the whole project. So this has been a very, very long time coming, as you know. You've been asking, actually, about this album since I met you, which I think I might have been maybe 18 when we met. I don't know, maybe 17. It's been a couple of years. It has it's been, been a, a hot few, minute. It's, it has been a hot minute. Um, so, yeah, so I've been working on this album, and, you know, of course, with COVID, the timeline has been a little bit, you know, drawn out a little longer than myself and uh, my producer, Sean McLaughlin of 37 Foot Productions, had um, anticipated. But, you know, it's been a total labor of love. We've had fun every second, every time we have met up to add something new to the album. And Sean has such an incredible way of being able to have an ear to organize and, and hear things that I didn't, I wasn't able to hear in my own songs. And it's such a cool 
cool experience to work with someone who's so skilled to be able to, you know, collaborate and really, you know, build something off of what was, you know, just me and my guitar for, you know, my entire life. That's all it's been. So it's been a really cool experience to see this build. And I'm really excited for its release in September. That's Abigail Vale joining us tonight on the tiny stage. Let's hear a song and then we'll talk some more. What are we starting the night off with? Sure thing. Um, I think we're going to start off with a song that I wrote about my mom. Um, She is incredible, and moms are just incredible in general. And I can't, you know, it's so amazing what they go through and what they do and, you know, what my mom had done for us growing up. And so I decided to write a song kind of about, like, a day in a life of my mom, and it's called Mom Life. Let's hear it. Abigail Vale on the tiny stage right here on 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Abigail Vale on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Very cool. Thank you. 
You wrote that song about your mom. Talk about your writing style. How did that happen? Are you lyric-based, melody-based? Talk about how you composed that. Oh, definitely lyric-based. Um, my melodies are very simple. I'm, I call myself a campfire-level guitarist. I'm not a super skilled guitarist, but I, I love, uh, you know, I started off writing poetry before I was writing music, and um, so definitely, it's, for me, it's all, it's all in the lyrics. It's unavoidable not to talk about COVID. We've already done that a few times tonight. Mm-hmm. But how has the last year, especially the lockdown, influenced your music? Well, um, at first, when we had the first lockdown, it was interesting to see how it kind of affected things because for a lot of people, you saw they had moments of super creativity and then moments where it was just like, oh, you're just kind of feeling a little bit, uh, you know, it just felt like a little bit of apathy um, when it came to trying to write and create. For me, at first, it was like, it was the first time that I'd had downtime in years, and I was thinking, oh my God, I can, you know, write all this stuff, and all these ideas were coming to me. And then as time went on, um, you know, I found that a lot of my writing is really based off of my interpersonal interactions. So, you know, where we weren't having as many of those, I found that I could only write songs about the same people in my life doing the same activities for a year for so long. And I kind of uh, ran into a little bit of uh, writer's block after a while, after realizing that my writing is so dependent on, you know, my life experience. Now, if you could go back one year, maybe a few weeks, a few months prior to COVID, would you do anything differently that would help the last year go more smoothly? No, I'll be honest with you. I mean, and, you know, not to say that you don't have regrets. I mean, I would say I'd like to, uh, you know, I think that this year, and I think everyone's kind of taken this approach, is just keeping your head above water, you know, just trying to, to, uh, you know, get by day to day and take care of yourself, you know, emotionally and mentally and physically, go outside and take a walk and, you know, um, spend your time in a way that you feel is productive for you. And, you know, productivity looks different for everybody. And for me, you know, it was just, you know, making the most of my day to the best of my ability and giving myself a little bit of a break, you know, during this time. Speaking of a break, I, I know you, I know how, how busy you are playing shows, you're working. Just before the pandemic, you started to work on your debut album, and then all of a sudden everything just stops completely. How did that affect the direction of your album? Did, was that, did you start rethinking anything or did you continue on with your original plan? Um, we continued on with the original plan to the best of our ability. The only thing that was impacted was date and times, you know, who was available, who, you know, was comfortable coming into the studio, how we could arrange things in a way that would be safe and, um, but still kind of stick to some sort of a timeline. I have to tell you, Sean has been so accommodating and so wonderful through this whole process. And, you know, he's done a lot of hand-holding with me, and I really appreciate that. Because um, I can see you, like, going into, like, I've got these 12 songs all laid out, mm-hmm. and then the world stops. And, oh, wait, I, I, I wrote five new songs, so I'm going to swap these songs out and put these new songs in. I really only think that happened for one song. <laughs> um, but I did write some songs that took on a different tone after COVID, um, but those didn't make it onto this album. What I considered those to be is, uh, you know, material for a future project. Very um, cool. 
where you know the original album we laid it out we we worked hard to kind of build the the idea and the concept of the album and we really you know loved and were very committed to that original vision does so. it have a name yeah it's the wandering soul album. of course so yeah <laughs> which <laughs> fits you to a t thank you abigail vale joining us tonight on the tiny stage let's do another song what are we listening to next so i think that um i might do wandering soul you know the song that the album was named after perfect we're live on the tiny stage 95.9 WATD. it's almost famous
Abigail Vale on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. How did that one happen? So actually, I wrote that song about a breakup, but it holds new meaning for me now. My uh, A friend of mine uh, lost her husband, and she said to me at one point, I was singing the song, and I totally kind of lost my emotional connection because I had been so far removed from that breakup. And she said, that song reminds me of my late husband. And that really touched me. And it gave a whole new life to the song for me. And it also reminded me of the importance of music. And really what's wonderful about it is how, you know, two people can hear the song or one person can write a song and another person can hear the song and take, you know, two completely different perspectives and, uh, you know, form, you know, a connection with it. And I think that it's, you know, the most wonderful way for people to connect and it's so important, and that's probably my favorite thing about music. So that's why I thought it fitting to name my album after that song. That's incredible. That's Abigail Vale. Uh, before we get too much further, share with us again your website and social media pages. So my website is abigailvalesmusic.com, and my music page is on Facebook, Abby Vale Music. We are up against our first break of the night we have more with Abigail Vale coming up here on WATD. More to talk about as well, so stick around. This is Almost Famous. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea, and it's a special night, not just because of our guests, but also it was 10 years ago tonight, this exact date, May 25th. 2011 that we signed on to Almost Famous for the very first time, and it's only fitting that we have one of our most recurring guests and one of our favorite guests, Abigail Vale, joining us tonight on the Tiny Stage. How you doing? I'm doing so well. Um, you know, I feel, like I said before, I feel really honored to be a part of this night. Um, as you know, WATD was you know, the first radio show that I've ever appeared on. Um, and, you know, you hold a special place in my heart. Oh, thank this you. station holds a special place in my heart. And I know in the heart of many, many musicians. So I feel extremely fortunate to be playing on this night. I have to say a big thank you, too, to Zach Jacobson, who introduced us yes. at uh, Rick's Music World, which is, a, it's, which is a great place. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that uh, it won't be long before they're allowed to continue their legendary open mic series, because I know that's where you got your start. Yeah. That's how we met, and I've met some some incredible musicians through the work that Rick and uh, his wife Robin, what they do over at Rick's Music World. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about Rick and Robin. They're just like, they're, you know, it's like a family, honestly, at this point. I love them with my whole heart. And, uh, you know, they gave me the courage to start singing and to continue on with music. I really was very shy, painfully shy, and you know, they really helped grow me and nurture, you know, my my music and my comfortability on, on stage. So I owe them really everything. And this whole music thing has actually honestly shaped my entire identity at this point. So I really love Rick and Rob. And I know that other people have been touched by them, like other really wonderful musicians like Matt and Sarah Barello. So many, so many that, you know, have come in and and played the open mic and taken lessons at their shop and benefited from their kindness and their community. Speaking of family, family plays a huge role, not just in your music, but in mm-hmm. your everyday life. 
especially your dad. I know your dad taught you how to play guitar. He built your guitar that you're playing tonight, by the way, this is which true. is amazing. He's usually sitting right next to you at all of your gigs. But talk about the the importance of family in your life and in your music. Oh, my God, it's everything. And like you said, my dad's a huge part of my music. And, you know, I've been very lucky to have a dad who is so musically taught me everything I know. And, you know, it's been a pleasure to have him beside me for some of the bigger milestones that I've been able, fortunate enough, you know, to achieve in, uh, in the whole music scene here locally. And he's been right by my side and we've shared some really wonderful, you know, times. I am very excited to continue to do that with him once, you know, COVID kind of eases Subsides. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, exactly. So... You know, it'll be wonderful when things get back. And then obviously in my writing, I write about my mom. I write about my brother. I write about, you know, my fiance. I write about all, you know, my family is, you know, it's my everything. They're my whole world. Does Lefty have a song yet? Lefty does have a song. <laughs> it's Abby's dog, by the way. Yes, I do have a song for Lefty. It didn't make it on the album. But I know you mentioned your mom. I know you uh, you wrote um, Mom Life. Mm-hmm. You played that. Uh, earlier tonight, but you also wrote a song that has to do with your mom and also has to do with COVID. Yes, I did. Yeah. That one was called The Hero. That's, that did not make it on the album, um, but it is a single that I recorded, like just an acoustic version uh, with Sean, and that's available on my website. And it was a song that I wrote about two months into COVID when, you know, my mom and I were having a conversation about how I was concerned about her safety, you know, and going in there, especially where N95s were in short supply. And, and we should mention that your mom's a nurse. Yes, my mom is an ER nurse. Yeah, that, that would be kind of an important piece of the story. And so she told me that she had to go back to work. And I, I said, you know, I'm worried about you. And she said, well, this is my job. And I realized that all these signs that I was passing on the road, everyone's, you know, thank you to our healthcare heroes all over their houses and all over the buildings and everything all over Facebook and all that. It really cemented in me the true meaning, uh, which is they really truly are heroes. They really did step up in a time when we knew nothing about COVID and they were totally ill-prepared. So, Not to put you on the spot, but can we hear the song? Absolutely. Yes. So this is the hero. Abigail Vale, 95.9 WATD. shoes that she leaves by the door Where's the mask she wore last week and the week before She feels tired and worried and out of control And people keep saying She's a hero One patient is 30 And one's 82 Keep saying that she's a hero. 
Abigail Vale on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Just out of curiosity, how long did it take you to write that? Um, honestly, that song actually came to me pretty quick. It took me about um, a few hours. It wasn't something that I pieced together. It just kind of, you know, in, in a moment, you know, I, it really, uh, I, I, it was just a way for me to release what I was feeling in that moment about my mom and her circumstances and having to see her go off to work. What was her first reaction when you shared that with her? Um, she said, <laughs> she said that, she said she that it was a lovely song, and she told me that she really liked it. But I think that uh, you know my mom's extremely modest, and I think that you know hearing a song that really puts her, you know, as, like, portrays her as a hero. Uh, she was a little bit, uh, you know, she was, she thought it was wonderful, but she definitely is a little more, uh, a little more bashful, I guess. <laughs> so. Have you heard from other nurses who have heard that song? Yeah, actually, I have. A lot of nurses had, uh, when I threw it up on Facebook, and it kind of, it had been played on WATD, it was played on a number of radio stations uh, locally other than WATD. And I got a lot of kind of messages and emails and Facebook 
messages from um, nurses all around. And then it also kind of went a little bit further than Massachusetts. And, you know, nurses from other states uh, were sending me these just thank yous for writing the song. And all of those messages really touched me. And I just was so thankful to them for the job that they do because I saw my mom doing it. And I know how hard it is. And I know that it was so scary. And so... I know that it was it just was very touching for them to reach out and to say that the song had touched them because you know they made some pretty major sacrifices. Very cool. We're live on the tiny stage tonight with Abigail Vale. Let's do another song. What are we listening to next? So I'm going to uh, play a song that I actually wrote um, about a number of people in my life. Uh, I'm among them. I am a you know a self-described hopeless romantic and you know always have been. You know, you've been there. We, you know, we're good friends, John. And <laughs> no, no, we're we're good friends. And you were actually there witnessing a lot of these, the, a lot of uh, my <laughs> my trials and errors. No comment there. <laughs> We've had many conversations um, regarding this topic. So you know very well that I, I've always been a hopeless romantic, and uh, so have a lot of my friends and my family members. So I wrote this song kind of about myself and about them. Let's hear it. Abigail Vale, 95.9 WATD. Once we start, we never know where 
Cause we're hopeless romantics We're hopeless romantics Excellent. Abigail Vale on the tiny stage. 95.9 95.9 W.A.T.D. Sounding amazing tonight. Thank you so oh, much for making you. this work. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. I know this is a big night for you. And, um, you know, congratulations again. Thank Ten you. Years. That's so super exciting. And, you know, you know, I'm just I'm totally pleased to be able to do this tonight. It's really wild to kind of have like a, a live concert every week here in the radio station and being able to introduce some incredible talent like yourself to the South Shore and into the Boston region. It's really amazing. Oh, I bet. And, you know, I know that all the local musicians that I've ever had any interaction with, which has been numerous, we all feel so thankful to you for, you know, having us on the show and, you know, exposing us to, you know, a broader audience and for encouraging us. I mean, you go beyond just, you know, having us on your show. You support us by coming to our gigs faithfully every week and have before COVID, during COVID. I know you had just said that you had uh, gone to a gig for a friend of mine, a, a dear uh, friend uh, and friends in a band called Mountain Weekend. Yes, they're incredible. They are incredible. And I know that, you know, people showing up and, you know, especially where you are so busy making that extra effort to see us live, it means the world to us. So thank you so much. Speaking of Mountain Weekend, they've been a part of a new project that you started over quarantine called the Bohemian Barn. Talk to us about that. So the Bohemian Barn is basically um, an online kind of like stage that people can come to and, uh, you know, play. It's, you know, without having an audience, having a virtual audience. Um, And I was so lucky to have so many talented folks uh, come by and come to my house and entertain me you know, in my living space. So that was really cool. And uh, it was cool to be able to kind of convert my my living space into a stage. (laughs) Those shows that you did over quarantine, are those available on demand? Those are available to watch as many times as you'd like on the Bohemian Barn Facebook page. If you go on there, you'll see every single performer that we've had. We've had, you know, so many incredible performers, Mount Weekend, Jake Hill, like so many that, you know, uh, came over and spent some time with us and shared their talents. And, you know, a big thank you to them for coming over. You took part in a few streaming shows, um, one in particular for the uh, Plymouth One Fund. You did a project with Bridgewater Music Alley. You did a project at the WATD building for the Talking Information Center, mm-hmm. including a few streaming shows of your own. And I'm curious to know, How would you compare that to playing live in front of a real audience? So um, I feel extremely fortunate to have gotten the opportunities that I was given by Plymouth One Fund and, you know, um, and here at WATD and through, I know Beth Israel Deaconess um, in Plymouth had me for an online virtual show. So super fortunate. In times like these, you know, really it was, especially at the beginning, it was the only way to perform in any in any sense, in Bridgewater Music Alley as well. Um, so I felt really happy to have the opportunity, really grateful for the opportunity 
of course, I missed, you know, seeing people's faces. Oftentimes, as a performer, you draw off the energy of, you know, the people listening to you. So without having an audience that you can see and that's tangibly there, it is a little bit, it takes some getting used to. But, um, but I was always very thankful and very grateful for the opportunities that I was given throughout um, the, co- the period of COVID where no one was playing. What is the first thing you're going to do once live music is back without any restrictions? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I'm just going to try to, you know, hit the ground running as much so as I can. Music bender? Yep. I'm going to just, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to try to book some shows and, you know see if I can promote this album. I think that that's the the thing is uh, as COVID, you know, all these restrictions are lifted, it'll be right around the time that I'm, I I think, I hope it'll be around the time that I'm doing my album release and uh, able to kind of start pursuing um, my album shows. I'm intending on doing uh, some sort of a tour. And so that's kind of my, uh, my, my big, uh, kick off into, you know, back into music. Abigail Vale joining us tonight on the Tiny Stage. We have two more songs left, so what are we listening to next? So I think the next song that I'm going to play is uh, a song I wrote for my fiancé, Sam, uh, and it's called What He's Not Saying to Me. All right. Abigail Vale, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. He's mm-hmm. 
Abigail Vale on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Very nice. Oh, thank you. As we approach our second break of the night and our final break, I want to talk influences. Who did you grow up listening to and who are you listening to today? So um, I grew up listening to classic rock and classic folk of the 60s and 70s. They're hu- that's a huge influence in my music. Um, but, you know, I also listened to a number of... Uh, artists you know today that i i discovered within the last decade and that's to include as you know as i always say Lori mckenna you know i love Lori mckenna she's great um <laughs> that's uh that's always my go-to my go-to girl and my go-to answer just in case she's listening just in case she's listening i just i adore her i adore the work that she does and um and also you know the work that she's collaborated with others on um I love her, and uh, also, you know, um, her good friend Mark Arelli, uh, you know, have has really written some amazing songs. Uh, you know, uh, the one that I really like is uh, By Degrees. I feel like it really put in beautifully into words, you know, a lot of the issues that we face and today and um, have been facing in recent times. And I just think it was just such smart writing. I, I really love, you know, writers that, that – uh, challenge you know what you think and also connect with you and make you feel like you know they're singing a song about your life and you know there are a number of local musicians that really do that very very well that is abigail vale joining us tonight on the tiny stage we have one more song left does that work for you oh that works great for all me. right we'll do it right after this 95.9 watd it's almost famous almost famous with john shea on 95.9 watd for the final time tonight, welcome back to Almost Famous, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Big thank you to Tiny and Sons Glass, too, because it's actually this exact date, 10 years ago, that we went on the air for the first time on Almost Famous. This is not going to be our only 10th anniversary show. We're hoping to do a few more of these throughout the rest of the year, but tonight's the exact anniversary, and it's only appropriate that we're being joined on the tiny stage tonight by somebody who's been here several times and has kind of grown with the show over the years, Abigail Vale. How you doing? I'm doing great, and as I've said before, I am so excited to be here for this night. Um, It means a whole awful lot to me. It means a lot to to me, too, so thank you. Share with us your website and social media pages. My website is www.com. AbigailValesMusic.com. Now, so. you've been coming here on and off several times for the last, maybe not 10 years, but maybe like close to seven or eight years. Yeah. And since the first time that you were here, there's been this talk, this rumbling about a new album that's coming out. Yes. Yes. It's a, what, what's know. the status? <laughs> So it's finally happening. Um, I am in my, as of right now, I'm in my last, uh, you know, I'm in my last session of recording. We're doing, we're finalizing everything and all the finishing details. My album is called uh, Wandering Soul, uh, based off, you know, a song that I wrote called Wandering Soul. 
And uh, it's I've been working out with Sean McLaughlin of 37 Foot Productions. He's incredible. Um, the work he's been doing for the album has been incredible and monumental, and I appreciate everything that he's put into it, uh, just with his time, his creative energy, everything, um, and also you know how he's worked with me through COVID to, to do it. When is the tentative release date? The tentative release date is... Sometime in September. I don't, <laughs> we don't have a, a specific date. Uh, I'm still nailing that down. So follow Abigail on Facebook and uh, bookmark her website to and stay up to date with the progress. We have time for one more song. What are we going up to the top of the hour with? I think I'm going to finish with a song that's also going to appear on my album called Millions. Um, so yeah, I'll get started on that. All right. Abigail Vale, thank you again. Get home safely. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck with the album and best of luck once live music starts up again. Thank you so much, John. And congratulations again on 10 years. Thank you. That's so huge. That's so amazing. And I hope that, um, you know, I know that you've uh, provided music to to the public in a time that not many other people have. Thank you. Appreciate that. Super awesome. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Everything comes to an end Even when you're running out